welcome to the Revolution Sports Podcast. This is your host, Tyler Wood. Thank you for joining us on this, I would say, a really, really good Wednesday morning if you're a conservative. After last night, there was just a lot of positive things that came out of that, so we will have a breakdown on all that. But first and foremost, like I said, thank you for joining us on this Wednesday morning. This is the politics episode. Like I said, been splitting it up. Now, between sports one day, politics the next, kind of just makes it a little bit easier for myself with the way my schedule is, and just that way it keeps stuff separate. So, you know you know the name and the rhyme by now, but just a really good night, especially, I'm just going to say it just for me, after last night, we saw that the the Braves... This, I know this isn't this isn't politics related, but the Braves win the World Series, and then we see the Republicans go on an absolute tear last night, and just about every single election there was, I mean, just all around the country. And 2021, it's an off year. There's usually not too many things going on, but there was a good bit that went on just last night that had a lot to do with, I mean, I, not just what just this year, but stuff that can obviously roll over to the next year when the 2022 midterms come around. So we're a whole year removed basically at this point from when Biden was elected president. And so he's basically had a whole year to get his his agenda in place and then have it voted on, and he hasn't been able to produce it all for his base. But obviously at the same time, time though, the stuff that he has done with his executive action as the president of the United States has left – a very, very sour taste in plenty of just citizens' mouths all around the country, even Democrat voters. And so as a American way of life, how we've – I mean just anytime you challenge Americans or Americans do, do not like something, there is instant pushback. And we saw that last night in Virginia, and we also saw it even though this race is still not technically called right now because it is too close to call – the New Jersey race between the governor's race there as well, but we just saw it in so many different areas. We saw it in Minneapolis with uh, with something they had to vote on there that we'll get into, and they also saw it in New York and Long Island and stuff like that where they had Republicans just dominate in that area. Obviously, Republicans did not win the New York City mayoral race, but obviously that was not expected. So, like I said, where they the republicans seemed like they had a chance they absolutely dominated and in some where they didn't think there was a chance they i mean just absolutely just controlled it every sense of the way and basically like like i've already said so many have said this was just basically a pushback against the wokeness the craziness that the biden administration and just the whole form of the democrat party has brought into america just over the last year or so Starting off, I'm just going to jump right into it a little bit, but we got to hit the biggest one, and this is the one that I feel like shapes not just, like I said, this year. I think it changes the whole outlook of Biden's agenda. I think it changes the whole outlook for the 2022 midterms. It kind of just changed everything, kind of blew things up. Is the Virginia governor's race where we saw Glenn Youngkin go and take down Terry McAuliffe, and like I said, just completely showed that we are done with that type of madness that the Democrats want to bring in and that McAuliffe wanted to push there in Virginia. And so this race originally was so many when McAuliffe ran thought it would be a blowout considering McAuliffe had won back in 2013. So this was him just basically going at it for a second time. He's had history in Virginia and being that it has been a Democrat state now for the past two elections at this point, or past election at this point, 
where Biden won by 10 or 10 plus points was considered to be an absolute dominant win for the Democrats when it came to this race. And that came not true whatsoever. We saw Republicans go in and come out with a, while it was narrow, it's still a dominant win. That's about a 12 to 13 point swing. They're still finalizing some vote, some votes. Obviously, Virginia accepts votes up to three days after the fact. Hopefully, that stuff will change now with the Republican governor going to be in office. But just basically a whole 12 to 13 point turnaround within a single year. Your policies are so bad that, that you have that type of a – just basically a 180 on some of these voters that were voting. It just shows how absolute crazy their policies that they have put in place and how people are no longer wanting to be a part of it. And so, basically, where this all started from, though, how I mean, we had this had a point where this stuff just kind of changed, where it basically pushed this the Republicans to the finish line when it comes to this. Just it was absolutely just came down to the basically the Democrats screwing themselves when it, when you look at it, because like I said, McAuliffe comes in as a huge favorite, expecting to win, but then starts talking in whether it's his. Debates with Yunkin, or just in basically his press meetings, or j- just different types of scenarios where he's in front of the public talking. We saw him say that the parents should not be involved in their kids' education, and that basically, even though he said that he tries to play off like CRT is not being taught in schools, critical race theory, but we know it is, says that obviously he's not going to change it, that he wants to push stuff like that even further. He also wanted to make sure that we had less white teachers in school because it didn't match the the ethnicity of what kids were coming into schools. And so just so many things that if he would have just kept his mouth shut on, there's a good potential that he could have won just based off of just being quiet. But here he is just a single day after the single day before the race and after saying all this madness and craziness, he brings around the teachers union's president the leader of the teachers union, I don't know know if it's called a president, but the teachers union leader and brings him out and he's out here campaigning with them. The same people, uh, the same guy who the parents and the citizens of Virginia are opposing at this point, because you have said stuff talking about how parents shouldn't be involved. And on top of it, talking about how the education system is fine, even though parents have already known about this whole ordeal with critical race theory and what's being pushed in schools and, just going back a little bit even – I mean a little bit even further when it comes down to this situation that kind of arose that put the spotlight. I mean this – we knew this election was going to be important because it was Virginia. It was some uh, – it was a former battleground until it became basically a Democratic stronghold in this past election. But we saw a situation, and I've talked about it in the past, past podcast. You're going to go back and listen to it in detail. But we have a, a situation in a school in Loudoun County where we have a basically a teen who said he identified as a woman goes into the bathroom and rapes two different girls at two different schools and basically it boiled down to that the democrat school board leaders did not want the whole idea of transgenders not being allowed in the opposite bathrooms basically just wanted to continue to push the transgender agenda and let this stuff slide and it ended up resulting in two girls being being raped and they didn't they wanted to cover it up and so obviously then you have terry mccullough come out and say that parents should have no right to interfere with the school board or what's being taught in schools 
basically the state owns your kids. You have no say with your kids, and obviously that does not sit well with parents. And just like I said, when it comes down to it, if you Americans are different. Most places you may see, I, I would use Australia as an example. Most places you would do something as a government, and basically the citizens would roll over for you and just let you do it. That is not the case by any means whatsoever when it comes to America. America is known for a place where if you push them, they're going to push back and they're going to do it ten times harder. And that's just always been the case. We've seen situations like this before where America has been pushed towards socialism. We've seen them being pushed towards stuff that is not American, but they somehow always they always push back towards that American way of life that we've, we've all wanted. And this is just once again that happening, and we saw that common sense finally won for the first time in a while, it seems like, in this race. So boils down to Yunkin ended up winning this based off of running, off of improving the education system, getting rid of CRT, and just catering to the basic, I should say, basic underlying tones and basic underlying uh, issues that most conservative citizens want to, want to be dealt with. And he ran on that, and he says he's going to do it. He even laid out plans already. I mean, this was just a great campaign, even though, I mean, it just started not that long ago and just came out of the blue. This was a great campaign ran by Youngkin and his group, and they just executed it flawlessly down the stretch. They used that momentum, and they continued to build on it and build on it and build on it till now they ran with it all the way towards a victory. So, like I said, this was a complete blue state. And so changing – this basically changes the whole trajectory of how 2022 is going to look like with the midterms coming up. So many people thought that – well, not so many. A lot of people thought the next year was going to be a blowout for Republicans, which I also believe it's going to be. But now we go from just a blowout by Republicans to this could be an absolute massacre when it comes to next year in, this, in the election because if you have a – absolute blue stronghold that swings by 12 points just one year after the Biden administration and what they've done. Just imagine what it's going to do after another year. And see, this is where the part comes in where this could just change Biden's agenda right here because what you have is you have Democrats that are sitting here wanting to push this reconciliation bill. They're wanting to push other parts of Biden's Build Back Better agenda. They want to pass this infrastructure bill. And if they go ahead and do all that and stuff obviously continues to go to crap like it will because inflation will continue to get worse and just other factors will continue to get worse, they're obviously going to bear the brunt of that in the 2022 midterm. So what you're going to have is you're going to have a lot of people, a lot of Democrats that are going to be in a either purple area or that are more, I would say, so moderate that are going to say, OK, I want no part of this. I want a chance to be able to win this. I I'm going to have to back out of this. So it's going to be real interesting to see if that's what happens. I think that will be what will happen. I think this also gives ammunition to Joe Manchin, who has come out once again saying he would not back Biden's bill if it adds to inflation, if it adds to the debt, uh, just different factors when it comes to that. But you're seeing these moderates, I feel like, that are going to stand up and say, okay, I don't want no part of this. We're not going any further, and that would essentially render Biden's agenda dead. So that's what I think is going to happen, but – Democrats are stupid enough, we've seen it before, where they'd be willing to go ahead and just push forward through an issue just because if they can accomplish it, it would give them more power and it would help them out. And the, they feel like it would help them out in the end. So I could also see that happening, but if that happens, I think you'll see even more of a sharp 
rebuke next year. So it's going to be very interesting to see just what takes place next when it comes to this now. Because Biden, obviously, when before he left, he went to Europe for the for the whole climate change ordeal meeting that they had with world leaders all around the world. And now he comes back to basically a whole different political landscape, in my opinion, because now he comes back to a place that is obviously has mo- very much momentum on the Republican side and on the conservative movement side. And that, I think, it, like I said, unless you're just absolutely stupid like some of them are, you would think that would change their plans on how they're going to do stuff. So either way, I think they're going to have huge blowback because I just don't think the American people are going to continue to let them do what they've done. But even if they stop doing what they've done, I think they're still going to deal with the consequences of their actions that we that they've already that they've already done so this just like i said it just changes the whole landscape of a lot of things we finally we and the thing is it wasn't just like they just won the governorship in virginia no they took all three they took the lieutenant governor they took the attorney general so that basically just makes virginia basically just a whole red state when you look at it so now you i mean add virginia to the list and the question is does i mean how do they vote next year with senate and house representatives we don't know. There's still a lot of stuff that obviously we have to see that plays out with that. But this is just huge momentum for just the whole entire country. And it just goes and I mean, from now you're looking at it from being a a blowout next year to, like I said, just a straight up massacre that some people are going to be wondering just how bad can it be? Because they say typically when you have a president, you know, from one party, usually the next midterms is usually bad and usually you end up losing like four Senate seats. And then you end up losing like 60 or so House seats. Okay, so some people are now are putting it with the way stuff looks. We could see a double of both of that at that point at this point next year. So if that's absolutely the case, this is just going to be terrible. I mean, this would just completely render the Biden agenda completely dead, even though it's probably already there at this point. So he, Biden comes back to a completely different just political landscape. So it's going to be very interesting to see what direction he takes if he tries to just basically rebuke the conservative movement that's beginning now. But, I mean, this is just absolutely in retaliation to everything they brought in. I mean, we see it from absolute stupid decisions after the stupid decisions that has been made, and we're the, the American people are the ones that are feeling it. We see it in our gas prices. We see it in inflation. We see it with our food prices. We see it with just bad policies. I mean... Just all around. We saw it in Afghanistan. We saw it with when he shuts down the oil pipelines. We see it when they stop drilling for oil. Like I said, it's just everything you can possibly look at what Biden's done. There's been a problem with it that has led to not American growth, but has led to American decline. We look like a joke to the world right now because we're no longer, in the eyes of some, a world power with Biden in this position that he's in because he's seen as weak. And China's laughing at us completely because of the way he's handed foreign relations. I mean, Biden, and this is the problem with the Democrats. This is the problem with McAuliffe. And we've heard rumors about this that was going around that McAuliffe was talking to Pelosi and Schumer because he needed this bill, this reconciliation bill to be passed. This is partially why they wanted it done before Biden left. But wanted this reconciliation bill to be passed because it gives him something to run on in the closing days. He can say, oh, the Democrats did this. You're going to get this, this, and this, this free stuff. And that we actually can get things done, so vote for us. But they still couldn't get it done, and so, once again, Democrats don't get something done, and it ends up hurting them when it comes to this earth, so they think. So, 
just once again something else they haven't been able they haven't been able to do when it comes down to it. So just absolute blowout last night. I mean, just all across the board. We saw areas where Republicans were not even supposed to win, like in Long Island. We saw Republicans win in Democrat strongholds. And so this just sets the stage for just an absolute crazy, crazy 2022 midterm election. And it's going to be very interesting to see. Does this carry over even further than that? Because the way this momentum is building, it seems like it can carry over fully to 2024. So, And the way stuff is, like this Biden's unpopularity plays a factor in this. Just all these decisions play a factor into it, into this election because you saw in exit polls where they even talked about how – the, the Virginia voters were saying that this was basically a rebuke of Biden's performance as pre- president and that they only found a 23% highly favorable rating from people from Democrats with Biden. He had a 50% highly unfavorable rating when it came to Democrats in, in just Virginia. So they obviously don't – even his own people don't even like his performance right now, and it's because they're feeling the effects of it. So – I'm just going to be very interesting to see what approach he takes once he gets back from this trip. He's supposed to be coming back, I think, tomorrow or the next day. So it's going to be very soon, but definitely something to watch for and see what next steps they take. But I think this fully gives Joe Manchin and Christian Sinema ammunition to just basically end this, any chance of this reconciliation bill passing. They can just sit on it, and Manchin can try to win re-election in a red state next year because obviously he's somehow – found a way to continue winning there it's going to be interesting to see if he can continue to do that with the movement that's happening or if he switches over because there was rumors of him switching over to the republican party if he does that obviously it gives him a better shot but it's going to be interesting to see there's so many people that have so many choices to make and they're going to have more to make now with this just being the way it was this was not expected i mean at all and in the new jersey race we're looking over here at it that's still too close to decide we're seeing that we're seeing that Republicans are within, I mean, within striking distance of winning this thing, and this was supposed to be a five to six point race, and then some people were saying, oh, it might get down to two. Well, I mean, it was just last night, it was within a single, I mean, a couple of percentage points, and actually the Republican was up by two to three at certain points. So, I mean, it's just crazy. You're seeing it all the way around, and this is, I mean, Murphy, who is already the incumbent, so you already know it's harder to beat an incumbent, but here we are, and they're just continuing to, to show that Americans are done with the wokeness. We're done with the craziness. So it's going to be very, very hard for Democrats to move forward with a message because they don't have one. And that's what I that's what I meant to add to that when I was talking about McAuliffe wanting that bill passed. They didn't really have anything to run on because Biden hasn't accomplished anything. And since Biden hasn't accomplished anything, there's nothing for the whole the whole party to run on at this point. I mean, you can't name one good thing that Biden has done that he can just go around and campaign on for the 2022 midterms for other people or 2024 because he says he's running for re-election. I doubt it at this point, but 2024. So, I mean, he has nothing to run on. So the Democrats at this point have nothing to run on. And obviously with this, I think it hinders that even more. So they have nothing to go on in 2022. They're just looked at as a party that had two years of getting nothing done, but giving us higher gas prices and giving us higher inflation, making us look like idiots on the world stage. I mean, that's basically all they have. And so people want nothing to do with that. So I think another factor that we could see or consequence as a result of the elections last night, we could also see many Democrats in either the Senate or the 
house retire just because they don't want anything to do with that. They don't want that, or they just don't even want to deal with the deal with the campaign if they don't have to. So we're also hearing now that Pelosi is saying that she is not looking to for re-election as the House Speaker. She's still going to run, it seems like, but she doesn't want to be the Speaker of the House now because she doesn't want to deal with what's coming as 2022. Obviously, if the Republicans take over, she wouldn't even be that, but now she just says she wants no part of it either way, so she doesn't even have to worry about basically taking the – putting the – as you say, the burden on her – when it comes down to it, and basically looking like she failed partially, so going to be a lot of consequences that come as a result of this, and just stuff that we'll see. But I'm also looking looking forward to see how this New Jersey race really shakes out. But just another thing that's happened that I told you I was talking about in Minneapolis, we saw this. This goes all the way back to last summer when we saw the Black Lives Matter riots, and we saw just all the craziness that went on with that. We heard about how this all originated in Minneapolis. And then there was the talk of the, just the people in that, in that town, the city, the city government talking about removing the police department and putting in a public safety department where basically they were going to pull police officers out and basically put in public health workers. And they were going to send psychiatrists to your house. If you needed help for a system or a therapist or whatever you needed, instead of sending a cop to be able to defuse certain situations. So, but a lot of people thought that had a shot. Obviously it did not because it failed by a vote of 58 to 42. So we obviously saw that once again, people do not want the wokeness. People do not want the Democrat policies because at least it's a destruction. And we've seen that because we've seen crime go up spike in so many ways over the last couple of years, just another failure you can add to Biden. And them running on the defund the police platform last year. And we've seen crime up in places that have actually defunded the police by 70 to 80 percent. Give you an example. Austin, Texas, even though it's in Texas, they've decided to defund the police in Austin, which is basically like mini California there in Texas, but have decided to defund the police and they have crime up 70 percent, which is basically, I think at this point, the highest in the nation when it comes down to it. So Minneapolis said we want no part of that and they did defund the police earlier on, but they've obviously refunded them because it it doesn't work. So, just a r- complete backlash to how the Biden administration and the Democrats have handled everything. So, I'm just interested to see if they change their approach at all, if they continue to go this route, what they do next. Because, at this point, you have no messaging to run on. You just ran on racism and that's another thing they tried to do. Even after this, they had CNN news media that keep adding fuel to the fire, keep adding fuel to this movement that's starting up now for Republicans by saying that Republicans winning was racist, even though you have the first black woman becoming a lieutenant governor in Virginia. So obviously the racist thing doesn't fit. They tried to they tried to compare uh, Glenn Youngkin as a racist and try to say he was just like Trump, who was they also say as a racist. Obviously, that did not work. So their messaging is just bad all around. They have nothing to run on at this point. It just looks like an absolute collapse that is coming from them. And it's just so good to see because if you're an American and you actually believe in what America is about, this is what happens anytime America has been threatened. And like I said, back during earlier days, back in the 70s and 80s, we saw a similar thing that was happening where, where socialism was coming in. They were trying to introduce bills, stuff like UBI was trying to be passed, and it did not get through because this is America. People woke up, and we voted in Ronald Reagan, one of the most conservative presidents we've ever had, and just completely 
changed America how it needs to be. So now, I'm not saying I know who's going to run in 2024 or what we need in 2024, but I will say this. When it comes down to something that we're – same idea, we need to continue to move, like have a whole change in getting us back to common sense and basic fundamental conservative principles to help push America forward instead of moving America back like Biden has done. To do that, though – it's going to be very interesting to see who that is that runs for the Republicans in 2024 because they have the messaging now. We see it with Glenn Youngkin. We see that's the same messaging that's going to be used in 2022. It's going to be the issues that the conservative citizens have. So 2024 is going to be very interesting to see who runs because I'll give you an example. A poll that we saw from the exit poll in Virginia, we saw some voters that still had a highly, highly unfavorable rating of Trump but still had a favorable rating for Glenn Youngkin. So obviously he's converting a lot of people that voted Democrat in the 2020 election that voted for him in this in the governor's election, but are still saying they still don't view pre, uh, former President Trump favorably now. So that was like a negative – Trump was f- unfavored by 13 points. So he basically was disliked by 13 points. Youngkin was favored by 9 points. So that's a – 22 point difference that you see there and that means if Trump would run again that he would more than likely lose Virginia and that's going to be a big state I feel like when it comes to 2024 so obviously this is still three years away a lot can change a lot of feelings can change people can forget instances that have happened that type of stuff stuff that makes them dislike Trump but at the same time that we see it looks like Trump's getting ready to gear up for a 2024 run it just worries me because that, I think that's uh, something that happened in 2020 was that a lot of people just showed up to vote against Trump. And so even though I think there's a lot of people that could agree with conservative people, I mean conservative principles, I just think Trump can rub some people the wrong way. Now, do I think that's, I mean, Trump's fault, but I think he had good policies. Yeah, he had good policies, but he did rub people the wrong way, and I think some people are soft enough where they just won't vote for him just because of that. Does that make it right? No, it doesn't make it right, but – at the same time, though, it's just a fact. And so if you run him again and he's getting the same poll results that we saw last time where people are coming out to vote against him because he fires up the Democrat base and they could once again run on, oh, this is just Trump, vote for someone who's not Trump, does he win again? I don't know. I know polls are showing that he would actually beat you know, either Joe or Kamala if they ran right now. I don't, I don't know because I'm still seeing some of these exit polls and still seeing some of the numbers. It's going to be... It's going to be very tough to tell. So me personally, 2024, I would like to see DeSantis run from Florida, the governor of Florida. He just seems to make more sense. He seems like he's more – more. I wouldn't say relaxed, but more – I don't know. He's more bright about picking his spots. Trump's just constantly go, go, go at you. DeSantis is just picking his spots when it's necessary, and I think that's what rubs people the wrong way. It doesn't rub me the wrong way. I like that personally. I think it's something that we would need. But it just obviously doesn't work with the political landscape that we have right now if people are not receptive to that type of message. But if we could find someone like we saw Glenn Youngkin that is smart, that has conservative principles, but can bridge that gap between both, like I feel like DeSantis could. I just feel like that's even better. And DeSantis isn't someone who's going to back down. Like We have some people that could run that I feel like would back down. That could do the same thing, but I don't don't feel like DeSantis is going to back down from the challenge that some of these Democrats are going to present. So that's what we need, and I think DeSantis has it. So I hope he runs in 2024. I feel like he's the right person to carry this type of message that is going on now 
with the conservative movement that I th- feel like is going to carry over even three years from now, definitely into the 2022 midterms. But it's going to be very, very interesting to see what happens. If Because, I mean, we obviously saw after last night Trump taking credit for a good bit of credit for Yunkin winning. So going to be something to watch for, definitely. But with that said, though, we will keep you up to date with any more political news that comes out. We'll talk more about this. The next political episode will come out Friday. This one I know was... It was a long night, so it may have sounded like I was dragging a little bit. I'm sorry if it felt that way, but just definitely wanted to get this out. We hadn't had one in a little while because, like I said, schedules just been crazy. There hadn't been too much going on up to this point, but we got a whole ton of news that's coming in now politically. And in the coming days, when we get more results from the New Jersey governor's election and just some other stuff that's going to be going on coming up. So we'll definitely have the next episode out Friday. So be looking forward to that. Tomorrow, though, we will have our next sports episode. That'll be sports episode number 18. So at this point, just be ready for that. Every other day, have, we'll have sports tomorrow, then have uh, then have politics the next day. So kind of just every other day. And then Saturday, we'll obviously have our preview and predictions episode like normal. Sunday, no episode, but we'll start back Monday like normal. So just be just be looking for stuff. We'll have plenty of content coming out, so just be looking for that. Also, our our college football preview and predictions article will be coming out Friday as well, so be looking for that. You can go on our website at therevolutionsports.com and find that there. And if you're looking for any breaking news, whether that's political, sports, make sure you go to our website, find our social media links, click those, make sure you follow or like us. That way you can get all the news and updates as they come in. And definitely so you can get the update from this New Jersey election as soon as the results come in from that. But with that said, though, I appreciate you joining us today, and we will see you in the next episode.